How to start a coffee shop, the first step. Thinking of starting a coffee shop? I'm going to share with you the very first step towards engineering and not just successful hospitality business, but one that attracts its own media publicity and industry accolades. If you do this exercise thoroughly, you stand to save yourself thousands of dollars. Better still, do this very first step well and you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars attributable to this step alone. It's been said, success leaves clues, and this is where our first step starts. To begin a successful coffee shop, we need to create a clear picture of what success looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. Where am I going with this? Well, much of the failure I see in new cafe businesses lies in very fundamental flaws, mistakes that are clear to almost every single person that visits the business except the business owner themselves. Do not reinvent the wheel, unless you're designing a hover car, that is. Copy what already works. Emulate what people can't seem to get enough of. Study every element that exists in the customer experience of a cafe that's already successful. Copy this as closely as legally possible and you will find similar success. If you want to avoid the flaws that lead to mediocrity and failure, Focus on emulating the strengths of market leaders. The very first step in starting a coffee shop is studying the current success stories of the industry. The easiest way to find the current market leaders is to Google them. Every year, the local paper for any given city will release an article titled Top 10 Coffee Shops in your city. It's that easy. You can have fun with this one. If you feel your city is a little dislocated from innovative cafes and absent of true market-leading cafes, you may want to take a trip to a bigger city where the coffee culture is more prominent. Armed with a list of top 10 cafes in that city, plan to spend at least a couple of hours in each. This may cost you breakfast, two coffees and maybe lunch. I'm sure you won't enjoy that one bit. When visiting each cafe, you need to be equipped with writing and photographic equipment. School will now be in session. This exercise will allow you to pencil all the remarkable elements of a successful business. Do not take this lightly as you will be creating your market-leading cafe blueprint, a blueprint you will refer to when purchasing a cafe or setting one up. The first step to starting a coffee shop is finding the right location. So let's look at where successful cafes are located. This is the first area we're going to study by way of success. When it comes to location, there isn't necessarily one specific location that will ensure your success. But studying successful market-leading coffee shops will certainly identify a few trends. Looking at cafe precincts or the precinct type that you might be locating your particular cafe or where market leading cafes are in this instance, you need to note that there are various precincts. Consider the following precincts and their upsides as well as their downsides. Central business districts or CBDs. These are good. They run Monday to Friday from 7 to 5 in most instances. This creates a great lifestyle and lends itself to a great deal of corporate catering. The downside is this privilege comes at a cost, a premium if you will, in your rent. Depending on the exact location, you may also find you can only really trade five days, not seven. This is both a positive and a negative. A cafe in a commercial precinct 
these areas can be ideal. The foot traffic is highly targeted and comes to the precinct with the intention of spending money for an experience. These areas will trade from 7am till 11pm or later where allowable, which is great because rental is quite high in these areas, so you want to be generating income for as many hours in the week as possible. Industrial precincts. Industrial precincts are an area of particular interest to me of late. Only in recent years might you be lucky enough to find a market-leading coffee shop in these precincts, but they are not uncommon. These are definitely growth areas for coffee shops, in my opinion. Workers start work early in these areas and want coffee and food. Trading hours trend between 7am and 4pm, Monday to Friday. Market-leading cafes have a tendency to bring people to their location and as such, you could find that even in these areas, you could trade seven days. The demand for corporate catering in these areas can be high and the beauty of this option is lower rental for larger spaces. Residential precincts. Coffee shops positioned in residential areas have absolutely no room for error. These cafes must be market-leading with the full support of the community behind them. Trading hours are generally 7am to 11pm, seven days a week. There are few opportunities to find commercial vacancies in these areas, but if you do find a premises, you'll likely find the rental costs are very reasonable. The next step is to study the street type, where market-leading cafes are located. When discussing street types, of consideration should be what the thoroughfare can do for your business. A four-lane freeway will affect your business in a different way than a one-way street. There are many variables here and they can be, in most instances, what makes or breaks your business. Study the street positioning of the market-leading coffee shops carefully. What is the speed limit on these streets? Is there street parking? Can the traffic turn into your parking area from both sides of the thoroughfare? Is there street landscaping? Is there a footpath? Where does the street lead to or come from? In this section of your checklist, you want to note all of these things in order to find the underlying trends which come of success. Building prominence refers to the visibility of the business. How visible is the business to vehicles travelling at low speeds? How visible is it to vehicles travelling at high speeds? In the precincts the cafe is located, is it easy to find? Is it on a corner or next to other cafes? Is it off the main road? or on the precinct's main road? Is it a narrow frontage or a wide frontage? Is it on the second floor of a building or within the building foyer? Is the business visible at all? Surrounding businesses or activity. The businesses around your coffee shop can affect the success of your business and should also be studied. Some businesses are quite dense in required staff. These are often found in city districts where businesses cram many staff into each level of their building. Being situated near schools or sporting clubs can affect your business significantly also. What kind of businesses surround successful cafes? Do surrounding businesses have parking available for their customers? What is the general activity that people come to the area to undertake in? Competition. Having many similar businesses near you can often be perceived as a negative, but is it? In this section, try and identify possible trends with the businesses surrounding market-leading coffee shops. As much as it is great to be the only option in a particular area for food or coffee, it can also be said that people may gravitate to areas that specialise in certain services. Initial impressions. 
Please tell me you're not learning anything new when I say first impressions count. When visiting your top 10 cafes, I want you to note the first thing you think of when you see cafes that you're visiting. Impressions externally. Even before you enter the coffee shop, I want you to observe whether or not it seems modern or dated, expensive or cheap, welcoming, funny, dirty or clean, busy or quiet. Does it look like the coffee shop is perhaps a bakery? Parking. Parking is important for obvious reasons. Although depending on the accessibility, it's not necessarily required that parking is immediately in front or behind your coffee shop. A few items to note on your analysis of market leading cafes. Is there enough parking around the business or is it a necessity for dedicated parking? How easy is it to pull into the parking area from the street? How easy is it to enter into the business from a parking area? What is the parking experience? Is it a good one or is it a distressing one? Is the parking area easily identifiable as a parking area for a coffee shop? The next thing I'd like you to note is the outdoor setting before you enter into a market leading cafe. As people walk or drive past a coffee shop, the outdoor setting will be one of the first impressions that will be given to a prospective customer. Market-leading coffee shops don't accidentally get this right. You need to note in this section exactly what market-leading cafes are doing. Do they have branded umbrellas or windshields with the supplier's logo on them? Are there flowers or plants on the tables? Do customers sit on milk crates? What are the tables and chairs made out of? What identifiers exist that differentiate this business from others? The windows. The windows of a business can be a deciding factor for customers either entering your coffee shop or walking past it. What kind of signage has been used in the windows? Is there a visible display in the windows? Is there a well-executed table setting catching the eye? Doorways. The threshold to your business can really make a difference. When visiting a market-leading coffee shop, notice the following. How open or closed is the threshold? Are they automatic doors? Is it a door that's left open at all times? Is it a solid door or is it a wide open folding door that opens the whole frontage of the business? How can people identify that the business is open? Does anyone make eye contact or even greet you when you walk through the door? This leads me to greetings. I catch myself having to remind business owners and staff on a regular basis that in the business of hospitality, we need to greet our customers as we would guests in our own home. That's hospitality. What was your first interaction with others as you entered this market-leading coffee shop? Were you met at the door? Were you smiled at? How were you greeted? First impressions internally. The impression of a business given before you enter the business is one thing, but creating a great second impression, that's a little tougher. In this section, you need to note the feelings and emotions that were aroused in you simply standing or sitting in the interior and looking around. Do you think it was warm or cold? Was it open-spaced or busy and condensed? Did it feel natural or artificial? Was it clean or dirty, organised or disorganised? Counter service and table service. The service and care that you're given in a coffee shop is often that which is most memorable and remarkable amongst market-leading cafes. What you need to know 
is that this is never accidental. It's deliberate and it's rehearsed. In this section, note how long it took to be attended to. What was said? Did they offer complimentary water and present you with a menu? Did they recite the specials? Did they ask how they can accommodate your particular needs? Was the product delivered to you in a timely manner? What about the service? What, what about the service made it remarkable? Aesthetics is a term used to describe the beauty or lack thereof in a subject. In this case, the hospitality business that we're studying. In this day and age of social media, I often talk about aesthetics and the need to create an environment and experience which people cannot help themselves but to take photos and post them online while commenting on a business. The first thing we're going to look at here, and I'd like you to note, is the details about tables. What kind of tables are being used and where? Are they benches, booths, square or rectangular tables? Are they tall benches? Are they communal? Are they timber, steel, laminated? Are they secondhand or new? Are they classic or modern? Now note the table settings. Do the tables have tablecloths or butcher's paper on, on them for people to draw on? Do they have green plants or flowers on them or just a jar with raw sugar on them? Was the menu on the table when you were seated or was it presented to you? What is placed on the table, even when nobody is seated, can really spark interest in a place from the outset. Chairs are also important. Not only are they a functional place for someone's derriere to rest, but in most instances, as a customer pulls the chair out, they are the first tangible interaction a customer has with your business. Chairs come in all shapes and sizes and are not even limited to the conventional. What chairs are used by market leaders? What material are they? Are they plastic, aluminium or steel? Are they cushioned? Are they conventional looking chairs or are they repurposed items like milk crates, wooden boxes or wooden cable spindles? I was in a cafe yesterday that used what could only be described as bleachers where people used them for seating and as tables. I've observed the use of milk crates or even wooden boxes in the past. The next thing I'd like you to note is the floor. When entering a business, I can't help but notice what's under my feet. Is the floor clean or dirty? Is the floor polished concrete, tiles, carpet, vinyl or timber? What colour is it? What texture is it? Is it slippery or non-slip? Does it absorb sound or echo it? Does it absorb light or reflect it? The ceiling in an establishment is important also. Much like the floor, it can reflect light and sound or absorb it for a dimmer setting. And this can be important for ambience. Most lighting is mounted into the ceiling and it is in this section that we need to observe the style of lighting and how that's been used. Are there ornaments hanging off the ceiling? Is the ceiling recessed or flush? Is it textured or flat? Are there speakers mounted into the ceiling? How many and what type of speakers are being used? Is there an area in the ceiling that immediately draws the eye and why? Walls. Once you're seated, you can't help but look around you and all around you are walls. Walls in and of themselves are nothing remarkable, but it's what remarkable cafes and restaurants do with their walls that makes a difference. Walls should be decorated And in this exercise, 
we want to observe how market leaders go about decorating them. Do they have shelves mounted on them? Are there clocks on the wall? Are there picture frames? If so, what type? Murals, wallpaper? Are they flushed or recessed? Painted or exposed raw structural materials? Can you interact with them or do they sell something? Are they branded? And if they're branded, whose brand is it? Do they share a story? The next thing I'd like you to uh, make notes on is the counter. Counters serve many purposes and an experienced market leader has anticipated these through the design of their counter. When studying counters, you want to pay attention to the following. Is it straight or curved? How long or wide is it? Is it positioned in the front of the cafe or the back? How close is the kitchen to the counter? Is there a gap for food and coffee to be passed through? How wide is this section where customers can actually be served? Are there multiple exit points for staff to be able to come from behind the counter to offer table service? How wide is the section where the coffee machine is situated? Are display cabinets built into the counter or do they sit above the counter? Are the cabinets refrigerated, ambient or hot? What is on the fascia of the counter? What is the countertop made of? What lighting has been used on the counter or above it? Coffee machines. Do different coffee machines make a difference to the taste of your coffee? Yes, they do. Does the look of your coffee machine affect the perception of the coffee that you produce? Yes. If you're about to open a coffee shop, you need to know that people discover your cafe through the coffee or their need of it. And they will return to your business because of the coffee. There's also an inverse rule at play here. If your coffee shop sells substandard coffee, you're failing in your core identifier of your business and people will not return to your cafe. Worse still, if they walk into your coffee shop and take one look at your coffee machine and decide not to order coffee, we've lost a transaction or a customer at the point they were ready to order. Coffee machines come in all shapes, colours and sizes. In this section, I want you to note what the market leaders are putting on their counters. Where are they positioning it? What brand is it? How tall or wide is it? Is it decorated with artwork or custom panelling? Is it branded by the coffee company logo? At this point, I'm asking you to note aesthetics of the machine only. To make the right decision regarding a coffee machine, there are many factors, which we'll investigate at a later time. Now, every coffee machine comes with grinders. Much like the coffee machine, the amount and type of grinders will also send a message to the coffee consumer. So again, pay attention to the type of grinders being used, their brand, size and colour, and the positioning relative to the machine and service area. The next area I'd like you to note is crockery. Crockery is often an overlooked element. This is largely owing to the fact that coffee companies supply crockery or we completely unthinkingly purchase the crockery the local store has. But is this the crockery market leading cafes use? Does it look like the cafe you are studying is using commercially common shapes and colours? How big are the main plates and what shape and colour and texture are they? What about dessert crockery, coffee cups? How big is the cup? Bigger than a normal cup or smaller than a normal cup? Do they use different cups for a cappuccino or different cup again for a long black? Do they have a gloss finish or a matte finish? Do they have handles or not? Are their latte glasses the classic Duralex Provence range or a different shape altogether? 
Please note here that certain colours and shapes lend themselves better to food presentation. The same can be said about the shape of the cups for coffee. Certain shapes make it easier to present quality latte art. The size of your cups for coffee will also affect the flavour of your coffee, as the coffee to milk ratio can be changed. This can often be favourable. Staff uniforms. The staff uniform can often set the expectation for the whole product. Be observant of what the staff are wearing. Uniforms are not necessarily formalised, but there does need to appear some level of correlation with what the staff wear and the theme of the coffee shop. Do the staff wear neat casual or very casual casual? Do they wear black and whites, as is the norm in silver service venues, or all black? What kind of shirts are they wearing? What kind of pants or skirts? What kind of footwear? Do they wear aprons? What kind of aprons? And how do they wear those aprons? Let's move on to the food display. I can't begin to count the amount of times I've said this. People eat with their eyes. Perhaps you've also heard the term, their eyes are bigger than their stomach. That's because if something looks good, people will want to purchase it. If there are display cabinets in your coffee shop, you need to evaluate the following. What shape is the cabinet? What size? Is it coloured, metallic or glass? Where is the counter positioned? How is it presented? Are there things on it? What are these things? How is each item of food presented? Are the food items in this display plastic wrapped? Is it plentifully stocked or are there only a few items in the display? How is the food labelled? Is it priced? And how is this done? Counter configuration is pivotal to efficiently running a business. This is perhaps one of the best lessons I've learned through building 12 cafes of my own. If you build a counter with little thought, you will regret it as your experience grows. And there will be little you can do to correct it without having to spend money and interrupt your business. Market-leading cafes have learnt from their previous mistakes and the positioning of equipment like sinks, cash registers and displays is not accidental or left to chance. In this section, you need to observe and note the following. How long is the counter so as to accommodate what is needed? Where the coffee grinders and machine are positioned? Is there a pass-through for food and coffee nearby? Is there an area for staff to walk through? How far from the coffee machine is the cash register? What kind of cash register is it? How are the menus presented at the counter? Is the menu on the wall behind the counter? How far from the register is the display cabinet if there is one? Where do people line up to order or pay their bill if table service isn't offered? Where do people collect their takeaway food and coffee from? Is the counter cluttered or clear? Where and how is the crockery and glassware stored? Table and seating configuration. Table and seating configuration is never the same as the shape of different locations is always different. But there are some lessons to be learnt here. Do tables run in, a, in straight rows or are they randomly scattered? Are they aligned squarely or as diamonds? Do most tables have two chairs at them or four chairs or even six? Are the chairs always pushed in or out? Are they densely placed or sparse? Are there tables outside or only inside?
Branding. Branding is an issue I feel very strongly about. The main reason for this is because I see so much of the wrong kind of branding. In this section, I would like you to know what brands, if any, aside from the establishment's name, feature anywhere on the building, on the walls, on the counters, on the menus, or on the refrigeration. Observe the coffee shop's logo. Is it a picture of words surrounding a picture? Is it just text, and what kind of font is used? What colour is the background if there is any, and what colour is the text? Does the name of the cafe include the word cafe or coffee shop? Is there an identifiable theme amongst the top 10 cafe names? Service. In an industry that make or break a business depending on how good the service offered is, I can't begin to explain the importance of getting this right. Observing market-leading service is imperative. Service is not something that just happens. Well, not at least in market-leading coffee shops. Market leaders design the customer service experience. Staff are trained in exactly how they will interact with every single customer and potential situation. In this section, observe and note all interactions you have with the staff. Were you met at the door or perhaps before you entered the business? Were you taken to your table? Were you greeted? Were you greeted with a smile or a look of indifference? What was said to you at the table or at the counter? What was the interaction when you ordered? What was the interaction when you ordered? What was your interaction when the order was brought to your table or during your meal? How was your table cleared? Were you offered water refills or another coffee or dessert? What was your interaction like at the time of settling your bill? As you stood and left your table to leave the establishment, did you interact with anyone? What final impression did this all leave? The menu. In many regards, this may be the most important item of research that can be done prior to moving on to the next step. The first thing to note is the appearance of the menu and how it's presented to you. Is the menu mounted or drawn on the wall? Was it given to you? Or did you find it on the table or at the counter? What material is it printed on and what fonts are used? Are there images of the items? Is there any branding on the menu? And whose branding is it? And then there's layout and the content on the menu. Is the first page a breakfast menu, the second page lunch, the third page dessert and the last page drinks? Are specials represented and how? How how many menu items are featured in each section of the menu? What kind of food is being offered? Is there a theme present with the food? Perhaps Italian, French, Middle Eastern or British? Do you notice a fusion of cultural food? What items are on the menu and what are the price points? Although I believe price matching can be massively detrimental to your business, it may identify brand positioning through pricing. What kind of language is being used on the menu? Is it expressive, direct or plain? So there it is, the most valuable advice I could offer on the subject of how to open a coffee shop. Please start here and create total clarity, not only in your mind but on paper, on your blueprint of what a successful cafe looks like. This isn't an exhaustive list, it's a guide, but I hope I've started you thinking about how important this step really is. Please don't take this advice 
lightly. If you're about to open a coffee shop, study success and you will be able to see clearly what will be required to recreate this. Don't leave your success to chance when it has never been so clear how to succeed. Taking the first step and studying cafe success is something you can start today. Visit www.thehospitalitycoach.net, sign up to receive the Hospitality Coach Bulletin and download your coffee shop success blueprint for free so that you can start paving your path to your first successful coffee shop. Thank you so much for downloading this audio. To learn more about cafe success, Again, please contact me at www.thehospitalitycoach.net. This is Peter Giannakis, here to help you every step of the way.